real. I know some people who are some BCCing ass motherfuckers. I was, okay? about say, I was about to say something else. <laughs> I was like, wait, that's not just oh. the wrong. Oh, uh, oh, no, oh. <laughs> What up, y'all? This is Brittany. I'm Mandy. And I'm Jamal. And we're the host of Living Millennial. Living Millennial. Living Millennial. A, a podcast where you'll be hearing three different, different perspectives and emerging stories from three different millennials on everyday life and trending topics. Hey, y'all, welcome back to Living Millennial. This is Brittany. It's Mandisa. And this is Jamal. And we are very excited. Why? Tell them why. <laughs> because we're together. Yes. In the same, in the same yeah. space. In, in LA. LA. What are we doing when that happens, y'all? Clink, 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 Yes, yes. I feel like we've been drinking since y'all arrived. Listen, my glass is empty right? again. <laughs> Damn. Oh. oh. Please hold. We got some tequila over there and there's some bourbon right there. There's no chases, though. So you're going to be sipping on whatever you choose. I can take it. That's real. Mandisa can drink. All three of us can drink, really. Listen, I mean, we had a night yesterday. Good conversation, good herb, good drinkage. Good vibes all around. Because, yes, what do you always say? Our, our brand is our vibe. Our vibe is our brand. Yeah, our brand is our vibe. That's real. And, and y'all pick up on it, our supporters, our audience, our listeners. Um, y'all definitely pick up on it, which keeps y'all coming back. So continue to come back, of course. But, of course, we do this for each other, too. <laughs> All day, every day. We love it. We got to support each other. They love on yes, each other. Yes, we really, we really, really do. Um, so, of course, as always, I have to stop and show my gratitude for the people in my life, for my team. Definitely appreciate it. Always excited to spend time with y'all, to talk to y'all. So for us to be able to engage and vibe in the same space is, it's just dope. Especially, y'all, let me, let me say this too. Especially right now, because we still in a pandemic. Don't forget it. <laughs> don't forget it the is out there so first of all to have the confidence in sharing space with folks who you know are safe and who are being mindful and you know and consistent and things like that getting their COVID testing before they're traveling yes. Yes. so you know what you coming yes. with and where you have been and who you have been with so you can protect your being people being honest having inquiring about your friends and who you care with to be like yo not you know you ain't gotta do a full background investigation check but but who you fuck last week okay <laughs> we want to know that for more than one reason <laughs> we want to know all the details the, the test is might minimum on that one but <laughs> all the tests really but um but yeah because you know what that does for me at least it alleviates a lot of the added anxiety that, you know, living in a pandemic has brought forth. Um, so, so that's, you know, a little, little tip for y'all feel comfortable and confident having conversations with the people that, you know, you're going to share space with. And, and that again, we've said this before, it shouldn't come with shame. It shouldn't come with, you know, finger points in or blame or anything like that. And it's okay to say no, thank you to events and, 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 you know, things that are going to happen. It's okay to say no, thank you because your safety is first this should always come first and safety of others absolutely and I also just want to 
press the point of that by also saying that it's fall now, holidays, Halloween's coming up after that Thanksgiving, Christmas. And I know these are just top ones and there's so many that I'm, I'm missing, excuse me, but gatherings will happen around the holidays. People want to be around other people, partake in food, fellowship and whatnot, whether it's family or friends, just be mindful. And like you said, Brittany, like it's okay to say no. You have the power to say no. And also too, like taking responsibility for yourself, your health is your responsibility. And I know sometimes we can feel guilty or feel like we're being pressure to do things that we don't want to do and putting ourselves at risk again validate your no first and then also if you are out here and hanging out like protect your people like i'm going on a vacation on monday but when i get back i'm gonna chill for that period of time go get a test to make sure that i'm good from what i was doing before i parlay with other people you know my friends because my friends who are in my neighborhood who was a part of my pod have been here i'm leaving so when i get back i have to be responsible to isolate for that time period before i can get my next test to know you know, what I, what's with me, you know? And so, you know, just like you get your regular, you know, take care of your body with your sexual activity and things like that. Also mm-hmm. be responsible to take care of your partners, your friends and people like that during this time. Like think about other people. It doesn't take that much. It doesn't cost you anything. It yeah. doesn't cost you anything except your insurance premium, but <laughs> that should already be paid hopefully. So facts on facts on facts. But yeah, I think, I think it's important overall. Mandisa gift us with the the word of the day queen what's the word of the day here we go here we go here we go so today's word of the day is sentiment sentiment is a noun and this is the this is the definition that i like the most the thought or feeling intended to be conveyed by words acts or gestures as distinguished from the words acts or gestures themselves i'm gonna read that one more time (laughs) sentiment a noun meaning the thought or feeling intended to be conveyed by words acts or gestures as distinguished from the words acts or gestures themselves sentiment i love that definition i love it because it it goes into the intention of the sentiment sentiment is about intention it's about depth it's about high regard you know and so yeah it's about that specificity i love that word i really do yes indeed so uh as usual get your notepads out your tally tracking apps out And uh, let's see how many times we can sprinkle in our own sentiment in this episode. I'm down. I'm ready for this challenge. I like I like that word. I like how y'all say it too. You like that? I like how both of y'all say it. Like Mindy's is like sentiments and Jamal's like sentiments. It takes me back to like spelling bee days. (laughs) Sentiments. Use it in a sentence. Have you ever? Have you ever? Been in the spelling bee? Uh oh, uh oh. Yes. Y'all <laughs> see, Medisa's look at me was like, uh, been in and won Did and killed it. Ask. Let's just let's just make it known <laughs> that this segment word of the day, which I love, it was the idea of Mandisa. So clearly, you know. <laughs> I did not win. I did not place, but I'll never forget the word that tripped up somebody else. This was in like earlier rounds. I will never forget this. It was bonanza. Because as a kid, you do not realize that bonanza has an O. <laughs> and 
it tripped up the kid who's like who got the word first yes yes in my head i was like that's easy <laughs> right but it's the o and he kept spelling it like b a h trying to like spell out the sound of b and the next person who got it i was like <laughs> i'm sitting there like further down the line just like can somebody please spell this right because if nobody's getting it don't let this bonanza come to me but yeah <laughs> I did participate in this. Nice. <laughs> I did. I did. I think I got third, but I was Ooh. also in like first grade. So but no, still. no opportunities for spelling bees after that. <laughs> no, I'm actually glad we're already going down memory lane mm. because we have yet another new segment. This whole third season, y'all just, just a heads up. It's going to be full of just some new stuff. We're going to try some things because it's good to try yeah, some things, you know? It's so good to try some things and it's all connected and all allows us to connect to y'all. This new segment is called Millennialisms. Okay. Millennialisms is going to cause us to go down memory lane. A little nostalgia. Yeah, a little nostalgia. You know, it's, it's, it's really mostly about things that only millennials could truly relate to, you know? Okay. You know what I'm okay. What you thinking? So, what you thinking uh, millennialism is for today? So listen, y'all. Here's the question. Have y'all ever done three way calls Ooh. with a motive? With a motive. See, wow. I do not. Re- I'm pretty sure I did. The last time I did a three-way call, I was like in middle school, you yep, know what me I mean? Too. Yep. And so it was so long ago. I can't even remember the situation of a middle school situation to probably somebody, it's probably somebody talking smack on the sidelines or whatever. And you wanted to catch them like talking smack. So you can be like, yo, yo, yo. Yes. <laughs> That's probably what it was. Yeah. But this is also aging us too, because a lot of, we're on the older side of the millennials, you yeah. know, and a lot of younger millennials do not know what a three-way call right. is. in a landline. You know? Besides a Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> so the three-way calls of course like so you know everybody had their phone flip sidekicks whatever you call it right everybody uh, had i wanted a sidekick so bad but i never too. had one Me too. it was heavy though i'm glad i didn't um <laughs> they, was, they was real heavy but so the three-way calls of course you get on a call it's two people initially on a the call then you know i'll uh, this is gonna be telling for me then, you know, y'all talking about something or somebody you trying mm-hmm. to see, you know, if a boy like you mm-hmm. and y'all talking about, oh, we should see if he like us. Well, I got his number. Well, let's call him. then. <laughs> you know, and then the, one of the people, you know, on the three way call goes on mute as you put in the third person and then you just sit and listen. Yep. Good, the drama of it all. Right. You sit and listen to the two people having a conversation because, of course, back then on the phones back then, if somebody else was on the other line, you did not know. No. Okay, The only number that popped up on the phone was the main number that called you or the main number that you called. Right. 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 You know, so basically the third one of the three people is on mute and it's unknown to that person on the call. So whether you're trying to get information about a crush, information about gossip, who talking shit about who, you know, that's. That was what our motive was. For the- yes. It's so funny the things we used to do back then. And, you know, I'm thinking about myself today. And back then I wasn't I have never been much of a gossiper. Mm. I'm always the one that's like, I want to talk about this with the person. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I don't know if I ever was on the three way calls for drama specifically. Well, the person that comes to mind is one of my best friends at the time from like eighth grade. Um, but she would like 
you know, date these boys who I'd never, ever met or whatever, but she would have me like call the number. <laughs> Y'all. Oh my God. She would have me call them from my phone. Wow. <laughs> and pretend to be somebody else. So oh, like, and his, snap. Of course his mom. Yes. Yeah, so of course his mom would pick up and I'd be like, Oh, can I talk to so-and-so? And she'd be like, uh-huh. Yeah. Give him the phone. Yes. And then she would have me. <laughs> I never. I only did this maybe once or twice, and after that, I was like, "No." She would have me call to pretend to be somebody else, somebody that she knew he was talking to, or something like that. And Amen. she was on the call on mute, right, you know. Right. And then the moment he played into the fact that this girl was calling and he talking to this girl, she would she wasn't supposed to, but she would take her ass off mute and she would go off on him. And I was like, "Wait a minute, how did no self control." No, we talk about this. Didn't we plan? You weren't supposed to say it. Listen, <laughs> and then I would just hang up, hang up the phone. I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not here for that. I'm this. out. I'm out. Yeah. So that happened to me a good maybe once or twice. And then after that, I was like, no. And then of course, eventually, I was like, no to our friendship. <laughs> Bye. I- but yeah. Yeah. But three way calls essentially, I think, was a way to get receipts on somebody. Yes, an immediate receipt. Immediate. <laughs> I feel like today you got to do a little bit more research, like, or maybe do a little bit more digging, or really like stack your case. But being on a three-way call, um, I don't miss it. You can't take that back. (laughs) I don't want it to come back. The three-way calls. Nope. I need to know when we swapping. I need to know who's on the line. And I want to know when I'm on speakerphone, too. That's a big thing for me. Like, if I'm on speakerphone, it's just you. You at your house. You moving around. Cool, cool, cool. But if there is another person present who can hear my word. That's, that's a, a mandatory courtesy. That's a rule. Yes, that's a rule. In my family, we, we go, hey, you on speaker? Hey, somebody's in the car. Like, yeah, maybe. let me know. Yeah. What What would y'all say are like today's equivalent of, of the three-way call? Screenshots. Screenshots, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not a three-way call because, like, you know, but like, you know, like, oh, did you see this thing? And also, like, you know, social media as well. You know, because <laughs> I don't engage in any of these things, but I know people who, who do. But like when you get blocked by somebody and you like want to see like what they said after you got blocked. So you go to your friend who, you know, is still friends. They're like, yo, what's going on? Because I just had this conversation and I'm seeing I'm not seeing their post. So I just want to know if, you know, I got blocked, you know, or having those apps like they have the apps that tells you if you've been blocked. I've never had this before. Really? And it's also interesting to me that someone could be intrigued in who's blocking them. Yes, they yeah, have apps that will tell you who's blocking you like really are you really concerned it it blows my mind the things that are out there these days yeah like what what information are you trying to get or trying to give out that you need to know if you block or not damn that's interesting i hope i never go to the google play store and look for that i hope nothing ever possesses me to do that but you know what another thing is bc seeing on like i have never bcc'd someone and been like you know trying to be like shady shady with it i've always used it as like i've never even thought about the beat yeah, that's real. I know some people who are some BCC and ass motherfuckers. Okay? I, was about to say, I was about to say something else. <laughs> and I was like, wait, that's not oh. the wrong. Oh, uh, oh, no, oh. Man. <laughs> 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 that's why that's why I was looking at them. I was like, a beat. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Yes.
Good day. I, I could only imagine what that thought was, but <laughs> imagine. But yeah, that's real. You know what? That's real at work. That's the equivalent, the BCC. And it's mostly like a CYA, like, yo, let me just hey, let me just put you on this just so I didn't even know that happened. Cause I always I only use BCC in order for discretion and privacy amongst the people on like an email where you're emailing yes. a whole bunch of people. But I didn't know, I never even thought this. Wow, people do that. Yep, yep. Ah. Definitely, definitely. It can be used for good mm-hmm. or not. Speaking of moments. Ooh. I'm ready for a game. Ooh, ooh. Let's get into it then. It's time to play Song Association. Hey. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> we love our games. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all know this. So switching it up. I'm going to give out a few words today for y'all. Um, let's just dive right into it. Look, we don't need no other introduction to that. Right. Y'all know what's up. All right. All right. First word is flex. No flex. Zone. No hey. flex. Zone. No. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Right off the top. Right off the top. Yeah, I didn't know anything other than that, and I'm surprised that came to mind. Yeah. I don't even know who sings that song, raps that song, sing rap. Are they doing both these days? We got yeah. a lot of singer rappers. It's a kid. It was. A, it was a kid back then. Yeah. I Is couldn't flex Ray, Ray on that. Don't ask me. Sherman. Don't Sherman. Sherman. Don't ask me. It's a whole bunch of old consonants soul. in the stuck beginning. In the 90s. Facts. I'm still stuck too. We was definitely rapping to that last night. But oh yes. <laughs> that that was quick. That was right out the gate. Okay, let's go with tonight. Waiting, Waiting for tonight. tonight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you will be, be here in my arms. arms. Waiting, Waiting for, for tonight. tonight. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Yes. J Lo back then. Come on now, J Lo, legend, legend. Yes. Who? She just turned fifty and is looking solid she's amazing i love her personality too i think she's just a great being i really do like i just see i i I just think she's great she's wonderful i saw something recently that was like who knew that the half the super bowl halftime show with j-lo and shakira was gonna be like the end of life as we knew it and i was like oh shit that was like maybe a month before that was a month before they shut it down that was like probably the biggest like in the sports world for sure but the biggest like you know wow. <laughs> mass gathering of people now. all right you're ready for the next word yes we are <laughs> here we go finesse you got me tripping in finesse hey. it don't make no sense got me tripping in finesse you, you know, know it you know, know it out here tripping in finesse hey. hey it don't make <laughs> no, no sense that I love wow, that song and I love that album. album. A throwback today. Today, <laughs> the whole album is dripping in nostalgia. Yeah, Come I love that it. album. Yeah. I love that the album. The sentiment mm, of it. I knew it's coming. <laughs> All right, y'all ready for the last word for last song association word, today? Yes, ma'am. Okay, last word. Top. Sitting on top of the world, top of the world, top of the world, top of the world, sitting on top of the world. Yeah. I don't know if you saw Britney's face when I said top. 
<laughs> I was like, I think I know where her brain just Yeah, went. I was thinking dirty things. I'm not going to lie. I was Do your thing. Dirty yes. things. You, you know what the song I had in mind was? <laughs> sorry. Um, um, not, um, sorry. Usher is seven o'clock. On the top, I'm, I'm in, in my, my drop top. top. Who's in the street? You know, I, that's my karaoke song. And I love it because Usher Raymond, the same letters of my name, Jamal Douglas. So on the rap part, they call me J-A-M-A-L-D-O-U-G-L-A-S. Oh, okay. Let me what you want to do with me. So that's my karaoke song. I love that song. And then people were probably like, He said his name. That boy called. That boy called. Go ahead. <laughs> That's dope that that fits like that. <laughs> right? That's beautiful. I love that she figured that out, too, because I don't think I would even thought about that. I love, see, I miss the world. I miss karaoke. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, dude, that song's going to be... Listen, I, and you know, I really perform when I get on that stage, so it's like I'm having... I'm doing it nice and slow. Yeah. Ooh, come on with it. Listen. Well... That was a really, really good game segment, y'all. <laughs> now let's get into the discussion. And we are excited for this particular episode because we have our first guest of the season. So we have our friend Martin Bats from Fly With Bats on the mic with us. Say little sham sham. Say hey, hey, hey. What's up? What's up? What's up? This is that actor guy, Martin Bats Bradley with the Fly With Bats podcast, and I'm happy to be here. Welcome. That was a good opening. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. We have more guests. We have our friend Michael from Black SD Magazine and our friend Tim. The creative director of Black SD Magazine. Come on with it, Queen. Say la sham sham. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey, y'all. I'm creative director for the magazine. I've done a lot of behind the scenes, so you haven't really seen my face on the magazine yet. Actually, you kind of have, but people don't realize it. <laughs> so, yeah, I work a little bit. I do a little bit of everything. So, again, behind every successful Black man, there's a Black woman. <laughs> hey, speak hey. that truth. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So we are going to be talking about Black businesses and why supporting Black businesses matter. And we want to, of course, talk to experts in the field about this. Tiff, let's start with you. I'm curious. Talk a little bit about your transition from modeling into being really a support, a huge support person in a creative space for Black businesses. Well, I still model. Um, but that's, that was my starting point. And I built my brand around being a positive influence within the space in San Diego, within like the creative space, within fashion first, before I started out, before I started doing other things. So it kind of just all like lumped together, to be honest, like it was more like a something that was a, a period and a point where I felt like I wanted to help more people. Um, especially as I grew and as I met more people and like as my network grew and more people started asking me for different uh, people to connect to. I'm like, okay, well, I feel like I need to do this kind of thing to bring more people together. So that's kind of when I started Black Creatives. And then also after that, I met Mike 
And then we started talking about like how we wanted to build more things within the community. And then that's how I came onto the magazine. So it's just like a full like circle and it all just like made sense to just do everything that I've kind of built up to now. That's really dope. Michael, I would love to hear about your start um, and and what led to your purpose in, in this. Um, so for me, I'm originally from L.A., been out in San Diego for five years, and I have a background in uh, business development, business improvement districts, consulting, branding, you know, and I've been in all these places where, you know, represented like East Village, um, represented Hillcrest from a business standpoint. And so I started to see that you have all these board of directors, you know, work with the different um, city officials, work with all these, um, you know, partnerships with uh, Pacific Magazine, San Diego, Intercom, iHeart uh, Media. But the problem was I didn't see a lot of us in those spaces, you know what I mean? And when I say I didn't see us, I didn't see us who also have the same mindset because sometimes when people say support black, I tell them, no, you have to make sure that it's the right individual or organization that has the same mission and alignment as you. Because if you just support it because of your skin tone, you're going to be very, very disappointed later on because everybody doesn't have the same values as you and everybody doesn't have the same vision. So um, we were at this event one time and I was like, uh, it was like a collective. Everybody was talking about, you know, issues in San Diego and all these things. And I was just like, wow, man, everybody's talking about all these issues. I've not heard one solution, you know, and I said, how about we try to actually um, what you call a galvanizer resources so we don't cannibalize because I do have a background, I have a master's in economics. So I said, it's only going to make sense if we actually look at the, it from a holistic standpoint. And then we can start, we have to have a conversation macro and micro because I started to see, we treated the black community as if it's always in Southeast, but African-Americans in San Diego live in, we have to understand what about the ones in Encinitas, they have a whole different mind frame. We have to, when we say talking about black businesses or black people, we have to also talk about the beach bum ones, the ones who have a multicultural race of friends that necessarily maybe don't relate to a certain narrative that we all, but so that's when I wanted to create this platform and this magazine, because also I said, well, it's an old school feel where we used to highlight each other and we used to do these things, you know, we have a lot of shade rooms and we have all these things where we buy rate and we talk and we degrade. you know what I mean? We don't, we don't communicate anymore. So that's when I said, you know what, I wanted to create something that tells a new narrative, you know? And so when you interact with us, it's about those stories that aren't told, you know, we like to go by a method that, um, you know, Tiffany and I both love is, um, it's called DHC, discover, highlight and connect. That's all it's about. You know, you discover the talent, you discover those people that people aren't looking at, you know, because, if, if we don't discover the next generation and are able to highlight them and connect them with a larger audience, then you can't grow. How can you grow if no one's looking for you? And the problem is our community, we don't look for the next generation. We look for the new hottest thing. <laughs> and the problem with that is when it's hot, it's hot, but when it's not, it's not. So did that and um, you know, so that's where it came from. And then that's where I also started our um, Catalyst Black three um, month free African-American entrepreneur program where it take them through everything from business development all the way to strategic partnerships to financing because I realized that we say black businesses, but I said, what about the black individuals or organizations who have dreams? We don't really invest in our community to dream and help them reach their goals. We invest when you have money, we invest when I can profit off of you, but how about you invest when someone can't give you anything but a conversation? That's more powerful and that's how you actually create that generational wealth close that gap and create more business owners. 
I love that you gave us a lot to 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 really discuss and we will get to it definitely when we get to the more more of the questions but you gave us some things to think about that we may not have already um but of course I want to hear from uh Mr. Bats and telling us um what it is that you do in support of black businesses and what led to your important and consistent work well, um, from the beginning, I'm an artist, um, and everyone knows. Like, if you look at any uh, what they do, they do those percentages of the the, the least. Um, I, I can say successful, but it, I'm gonna say it's the least successful degrees. If you're in a theater or you're in some mass com realm, they say that you're not gonna end up. You ain't gonna be shit. So it's like one thing that was um, told to me, mentored to me early in this artist game is that you have to look at yourself from the beginning as a business. As an actor, I had to get out in the game and I noticed that, okay, I'm, I'm my own commodity, whether I'm keeping myself in shape, whether I'm keeping myself well-read, whether I'm keeping myself trained. I had to keep myself on point. That's almost like changed my lifestyle to start looking at myself as if I'm my own, wake up at eight, go work out, do this, like structure my life in a manner of my own business. That led me to diversifying myself and I've always been into radio. So that's what made me start the Flower Bats podcast. I'm a very opinionated person. And I, I have this thought process of if you put your eggs in enough like baskets, they gotta hatch somewhere. You feel me? So from the podcast aspect to also, I have I always had this like this urging of I I I I can't just trust my destiny in someone else's hands. So that's what made me start Gumble Monster 504, which is my own production company. We make short films, we make videos, and it's just these like balls that I've been juggling to stay afloat within that in New Orleans. Um, the artistic community is thick and you meet all these other people who are, are in themselves, their own businesses and entities and are doing all these things. I'm steadily supporting us. Like with Issa C, I'm rooting for everybody black. That's that's usually my thought process. So like most often I'm looking for the next black, the next brand. If you say black on the, and I I, I love what um Michael was saying about um make sure that that like when he when he said that, he made me think of the dude that uh what's his name that basically sold out Brianna Taylor. And, and um and um on the yeah Cameron. him. And um, I, I remember um, the activist, Tamika, what's her last name? Uh, Tamika Hill, Tamika, Tamika, Tamika Myers, she was going in about how basically he was the same type of cat that had us on the slave ships and was selling out his own people. And for whatever reason, when they just spoke about, man, you all, y'all basically say all, but like, yeah, all skin folk and kin folk. And that's something I have to also learn because you have to do your research on people, man, because you, you think that you're supporting black businesses that's like, just because, we black folk, and you go on their Facebook and you go online and they Trump supporters or something. And you're like, wait a minute, I didn't give my money to that. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> you feel me? So it was, it, it's, it, it's been very, um, it, it, it's a journey to, it's a journey to staying consistent with supporting our own. But I still believe it's very important to support our own because we were 13, 14% in the country, man. We need a power structure in order to gain the power that we need to gain the access that we need. So much is happening in a way to us because of the lack of power, the lack of financial stability, the lack of us in specific positions to be able to do more, you know what I'm saying? So anytime the topic of supporting black comes up, I'm always all ears, all That's eyes, so all dope. Um, Michael, you spoke on this a little bit, but I'd, I'd love to hear uh, from, from all three of you, what, 
what supporting Black businesses, artists, people, institutions looks like for you personally on more of a daily basis? Honestly, for me, what it looks like is to actually get to know the business, you know, because when people do reach out to us and they're like, oh, you know, can you promote? I say, no, let me, I need to know something about you. Because if we have, as, as, a, as a publication, we have an ethical and moral responsibility to, if we promote you and someone purchases something from you because of us, or they interact with you and they have a bad interaction, that is still on us because we said you should go. So for me, it's about making sure I understand you because we have some people who come in and they have incomplete products or incomplete business structures. When I tell them first and foremost, let's talk. We had one who came in and uh, she had to revamp it and she's still you know, going through the process because it was an incomplete product of, of a set that needs to be done first in the beauty industry. So I consult with Tiffany, you know, I can go with branding, messaging, business development, but when it comes to beauty and fashion, I always reach into Tiffany. Tiffany was like, no, that's not complete. So I tell them we can't do anything like that. Because two things, it doesn't help you out. If I put you in front of an audience and you're not ready, that's not fair to you. I'd rather talk to you, you take a pause, come back and revisit it. Because one thing is I tell them, you don't have to be in a rush, you know, just because you felt good, someone told you your stuff was great because sometimes you're one step away from making it or one step away from people giving you the worst review ever where no one trusts you. You know, you don't want someone to tag your stuff, share it. And this is a day and age of screenshots and everybody going live letting you know about their experience. So for me, the biggest help that I do with the magazine individually when I consult and mentor is making sure they understand the basic premise of being a true entrepreneur and business owner and not just thinking a handle and IG and a Shopify account makes you something because it doesn't. I love that. I love that. The, the thoroughness of it, because you're right. Sometimes some people will come on with, you know, they put something out on social media and expect it to grow and gain a following when it's like, but where's your, where's your substance? What's, what's, what's the meat of it? I didn't have another word for our vegan friends to substitute meat, but <laughs> yes. Um, um, Tiffany, let's hop over to you. What what does supporting Black bin- businesses look like for you personally? Um, for me, it's kind of the same. Like I like to research and look at what people have before I jump on and like share everybody because not everybody has like the proper like product or pop, proper branding where I can really share what they have going on. Cause like being a blogger, like I get so many messages and so many emails from you talking about, Oh, talk about this, talk about that. And like, for me, um, if it doesn't work for my branding, I'm not going to just share any and everything. Um, just because like, that's not fair to my audience and I don't want to like bombard them with so many different things. So I really do go in, I'm Instagram stalker to the max. (laughs) I make sure to like look into what people really have going on. And if they're lying about whatever they have, like we'll find out later. (laughs) We'll find out that they're lying later about like their product or whatever. But um, yeah, I try to support people as much as I can just in any way that I can, even if it's just like sharing um, their stuff on Instagram or like giving them a shout out like just any little thing that'll help them bring more people to their space. Um, that's how I try to help for sure. Dope, dope. And I'm sure everybody who receives that treatment is very, very uh, happy to have it. <laughs> um, 
Martin, <laughs> Brittany's pointing to us. Yes, yes. Thank you for our connection. Um, and Martin, let's hop on over to you. And, and if you'll you'll speak on on the same question too, what it what it looks like personally for you to support black businesses and other artists. I'm getting very um, good with the question. What's the black of this? You know what I'm saying? It's like if I'm ever having to go shopping, like when I'm thinking of a therapist, when I'm thinking of the gym, when I'm like a lot of times I'm like, is there a black this? Is there a black? That, that's become a, a, a very common thing for me. What's, what's, what's the black this? I like, so that that's a thing. Um, also, like I, I want to piggyback what they were talking about sharing um, your people's stuff. I'm not about to sell your stuff if I ain't rocking with your stuff. I gotta look at your stuff because that's my name too. I'm a brand too, you feel me? I'm, so I'm not about to say just cause you know, you told me, hey, cause that's another thing too since like, okay, I'm in a weird space because since since I've been on TV before, some people like that that follow me think that like I'm on. So a lot of times they be thinking I'm on some Hollywood-ish when I'm like, that was a gig. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still in my little house doing my little thing. But since that's what that's what they think, I get a lot of these messages in my inbox wanting people wanting me to push something for them or put something up. And like they were saying, I'm not about to just do that because you asked me to, because if somebody, you know, jumps off of my recommendation and then it doesn't work out for them, then as you know, that that's that, that they gonna say they Martin, he don't know what he's talking about. You feel me? So um, but luckily, luckily. Um, most black brands that I have um, come in contact with, whether it's, whether it's soap, people don't know all kinds of stuff, whether it's liquor, whether it's um, weed paraphernalia, there's all kinds of stuff that, uh, that we've been creating down here. It's usually pretty good. As I, I've been running into, it might be because of the smaller community here, but I, because I don't want to, I don't want us to have, I don't want to have on my tongue just looking at the negative aspects. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of times when people bring, bring up black businesses, there's all these negative aspects that come up. Oh, they don't do this or they don't do that. Or da, 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 da. And so I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to just, because there is negative in anything, but I also want to big up us. We're very excellent at much of what we do. We're very creative at much of what we do. Um, like Michael was saying, I, I need more of us to um, have more of a, a business mind as far as future, because a lot of times not enough bigger picture thoughts happen or whatnot, but a lot, but the product, the idea, the conceit, the creativity, a lot of times is there. It just needs the mentorship and the guidance and the backing, the backing, you know what I'm saying? Whether from a financial benefit factor, whether from community. So I'd rather to answer your question, I try to be that community, part of that community, backing our people up, you know, or recommending them or referring them to others that can help them make whatever they're doing better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's really amazing. Everything that you all are saying is very poignant to me. And something that I'm hearing underneath is that education is really important because we're in a time where a lot of people are told to start this and start that, uh, do this and do that, but there's no follow through. And the truth of the matter is if you don't have the education to start a business, to follow through, to know what investing looks like, to know where to put your money so that it can grow, so that you don't lose everything. Like your business is not gonna sustain. And I, I feel as a 32 year old black man who works with a lot of youth, there's a lot of pressure to do, 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 do. But then I'm looking for the educators to follow through and see these young business owners through, these entrepreneurs through so that they, they know how to sustain their businesses. If we just jump to the end point, I talk about this all the time, like we do everything as a means to an end, but we're not 
present in the means. We get, the means is the education, is being present in the building, is being present in the, the blocks and putting everything together to build a foundation for the house to sustain the storm. So what do you all think needs to happen for us so that we have more businesses that are sustaining based on a place of knowledge, not dependent alone just on the government or just what this person said, or just what this big thing that's a big jump off said, how do we start from an educational standpoint so our community actually knows the things we're talking about supporting? Where do I find the time to do the research about that thing? I need to do this and I need to do that to get back home to have dinner on the table at five. So buying and supporting black business, as we all know on this call, is challenging for some people from some types of communities. And I think Michael talked about this. You gotta go to the community and see what they need over there. You gotta speak to, speak to the beach bum black as well. Um, and so I just wanted to throw that question out there. How do we, what do we see as the starting point for regular people like us, not on this podcast, when it comes to supporting black business? What do they need to know? And I actually, I'm going to start with this and, and, and I, I can get more lengthy when we talk about the do's and the don'ts on this. But the first thing is, is be realistic and consider the fact that a number of black businesses are small businesses. And when you shop small business, convenience is out the door. Patience is of, of virtue. Um, and we need to have that. Um, what I'm hearing everyone saying so far, basically, is that supporting Black businesses has become a lifestyle, right? Um, and it looks different, but it has become, it's become a lifestyle. So if we are truly dedicated and our intentions is to support the business as is, then we need to be realistic in what Black businesses look like against others, because if we bring in the pandemic as well, um, you know, over 40% of Black businesses have plummeted once the pandemic has hit. And that isn't, be that wasn't necessarily because a number of them were uneducated. It was just because they were unable to receive a lot of the funding that other businesses have. Um, so if things don't work out, we also need to be considerate of, you know, of that. So again, but my main thing again is to say, if, if we, for someone who wants to support Black businesses more and to make it into a lifestyle, patience really should be on the table and consideration for this small black business, most small black businesses should also be on the table. Absolutely. Don't disagree with anything you just said. However, we do, we have had this conversation for so long. We run into this all the time with our people. How am I supposed to do this? How am I going to pay this extra? It's a valid question. I think it's an important question. I really do. So what does that look like for us again? Because there are so many people who still have these questions today. And so in order to get to the lifestyle sustaining, we have to still answer the question <laughs> about what do we need to do? For me to answer the question is, I think it's really important to look to your left and your right. When I was teaching in Chicago years ago, as an actor, a lot of the young kids are always reaching to the person. They're reaching to be the, to, to have a Jordan, right? They're reaching to like the highest height while not realizing that the person to the left of you and the right of you are coming up together and you all can rise together. We're always trying to leap to the end without going through the process. And so for me, buying black and what that looks like in regards of education is looking to the left 
and to the right of me, because you're absolutely right, Brittany, it is small businesses, you know, that's where it starts. Um, a lot of us are going to these big houses because they're in our neighborhoods. Like if you go to our neighborhoods, a lot of the place, like there's going to be a Walmart, there's going to be a big business that is down the block and convenient for you, you know? That's what these communities look like. And so that's where the question comes from. And so any insight on those things um, from you all standpoint? And I don't, I'm still processing what you're asking, honestly, but the, one of the things that stood out and what you just said, that the first thing that came to my mind was um, the structural nature of things. You know what I'm saying? Like when you talk about, I'm an educator as well. So I understand the need. It makes me look at the need for those business talks, those business classes, those business ideas and concepts often aren't taught in school, aren't taught in military, in military aren't taught in middle school, aren't taught in high school. There's so much, there's so many unknown unknowns to us as a community, it's ridiculous. And then like when you travel, when you traverse into business for yourself, you learn about all of these terms and all of these, these layers to the point that you start realizing like, whoa, this is a, a whole new world. You know what I'm saying? It's like crazy. So it, 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 it makes it, it, it I, I think back to the school. Like I really wish there were business, like the, just even if it was like the simplest of business notions that were taught to us as kids. Because if you get it taught to you as, kid, as a kid, whether it's, it, it, it sticks with you, you get institutionalized, conditioned in a way, you know what I mean? And you, you, you see that from every structure. So that's just the first thing that comes to mind, like us as a community, whether it's within our trusting and in our schools or just trying to figure out a way to, like how they have those dance classes and like they have um like like how we have those little mom and pop things. I don't know how you create mom and pop business classes for kids or for high school students, but that just seems like something that would be of use and of value, you know? One of the biggest things is because when we look at black businesses, the state of them, most of them are consumer-based. The issue with consumer-based businesses are that they're lower profit margins because there's higher costs. So anything from clothing, apparel, to beauty, to even food, all those things are high costs and the margins are too low. So that's one issue. And the second is that we aren't in any, techn in any technological spaces. We don't have anyone creating any types of apps, real apps. We don't have anyone creating any types of SaaS products. So that way we aren't really on, the, this playing field isn't even level when we look at the state of black businesses all together. So that's a whole new fundamental question because the thing is, in most of the communities that these black owned businesses do come from, they come from areas where things that only way to get out of these communities are through basketball, a ball in, in general, a ball in general, or you go to school, but you go to school to learn how to be an employee. So even the schooling system is not created for you to ever be an entrepreneur. It's created for you to go and be an employee. We're taught in our community, which is ingrained, which we need to stop, is we have more pride in saying I have a 70K salary with my Tesla than saying I'm a business owner bringing home after taxes, 30,000 a year in a Honda Civic, teaching my kids, showing them that representation as being a business owner is important. So that's one of the things, that's my second part. And the third part is if you do have a skill in financial management, marketing, business development, then if you want to help some of these black owned businesses, the best help you can do is sit them down and help them come up with a better plan of action in any avenue without looking for financial compensation, a free biscuit or a free t-shirt but really going in there and understanding you're talking to someone who doesn't know anything. So you have to be patient and you have to understand that it's, it's when you do that, you're on a journey. My entrepreneurs aren't just here for a three-month program. We're here for life with me. 
but you can't just go into these black businesses saying, I want to help you. Do you know you're dealing with someone who probably sometimes doesn't even have a college degree or maybe don't, don't, doesn't even have a high school diploma? So this person who has a business, you have to really sit there. You can't get frustrated. You can't get mad if they don't get it long, soon enough or anything. So that's the third part is really being able to give yourself to some of these businesses, mean it, be intentional and do it for the long term, because that's where, um, you know, so those are my three parts. I, I just want to say something about the second thing that you just said about dealing with, um, you said a lot of our generation is the basketball of the employee concept. The generation under us, they're different. A lot of them have that mindset of wanting to get their own, wanting to have their businesses. Now, a lot of it is entertainment based, but I still see a lot of them, they just don't know where to go with all of it. I've seen some, I've seen some teenage and early 20s, like and like ambitious people, they just hit a wall at a point, you know, and they just don't know where to go beyond that wall. you would like, so I don't want to just like, I don't want to forget that section of us that, and, and, and like I say, I really see it in Generation Z and Generation, you know what I mean? Like they they have a different mindset. They're, they're seeing, I guess, the, the failures of previous generations that may have only depended upon that mindset that you speak of that's still also present. And I see a lot of them trying to go another way. They just need to, oh, they just, they're just trying to find a way, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes that makes total sense. And I, I agree with that. Um, and they also have the advantage of having a little bit more tech at their hands as well. Definitely, um, definitely. And they're just creating, um, you know, think about it, a lot of these influencers, YouTube, TikTok, all that stuff, um, getting paid from that, you know, monetizing yourself as a brand has really grown and they are developing that structure, you know, that business model. Um, but I also want to highlight what, what you said, Michael, too, really what all of y'all are saying. And basically to sum it up, it's like, come back to your community and feed into your community. You know, um, I had a discussion with a friend a while back and they were talking about fundraising and like asking white people, white people have to give us money. And, and another friend was like, like they have, they have to give us the money. They have to give us the reparations. Right. Another friend was like, why don't you ask your own? Like you, we got all these frat brothers and you know what I'm saying? All these people who are educated, who are, who are building wealth and we're not holding them accountable to bring the things that they are learning and the things that they are building back into our communities. And, and so I think that's another thing that we can continue to do is, is to hold one another accountable and ensure that, that we are bringing the things that we are learning, think the, the gifts and the tools that we're getting from the world and other communities and other neighborhoods or even things that we pulled from our own and ensuring that we're bringing it we're, you know, we're keeping it here. We're bringing it back. That's how other cultures have thrived. You know, like in Chicago, we have Chinatown, Chinatown. I've never seen a cop in Chinatown, y'all. I've never seen a cop in Chinatown. Why is that? Because they <laughs> hold they own. They built, they built that community. They're going to take care of that community. And they police their own communities. That's another topic. However, it's a thing, you know, it can happen. But Brittany, Brittany. <laughs> Oh, yes. What, what, what you're saying is so real, but I think it has <laughs> to get into, people have to care about that too. So often we have this mentality of, I got to give mine. And once I get mine, I'm good. And me and mine good. 
and just so the concept of educating the importance of community and why in the bigger picture the importance of buying black and investing in community is is needed and necessary that 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 has to be there because i feel like there's a lot of also apathetic rich black people that you know what i mean that's just holding on to their money and not even thinking about any of that and unfortunately it's an unfortunate fact because if more of them use those like exactly what you're saying oh my god you know but it, it's getting that feeling that inspiration like more widespread within all of us from young to old you know and i don't know where it got lost because at a point it felt like if you look at or listen to your parents or your, your grandparents talk about well i i have a bunch of answers on where it got lost honestly i'm not getting into that but it got lost you feel me so i i, I that that part which is why which is why I bring up education, because I think that a lot of us, we have to realize what we're in and what we've been taught as a society and as a people mm. by people, <laughs> you know? Everything you just described, like we're not gonna go into it here, but that's why I think it's important in this time for us not to skip steps. Education is the beginning mm -hmm. because it got lost and trying to, we were taught to get to somewhere where we were never meant to get to, which just weakened us financially and spiritually. But that's the system in which was made for us to do, to strive for the thing that was always gonna knock us back down. So education is very important because if yet again, we jump, we're gonna skip all these steps and it just falls back again. So I think that what you're saying about the education and things of that nature is very important because we do have to know how do we get here, which is what this podcast is all about. How do we lose in business? How does this happen over and over and over and over again? We have so many books talking about this, so many podcasts talking about this, so many people talking about this all the time. It's 2020, we gotta shift how we're talking about it and not skip steps and really know step-by-step step what it's gonna be. Yes, indeed. And I also want to add to that because a, a phrase that has been coming to mind, especially Jamal, as, as you and Martin were just talking, was scared money. And like you're saying, without the, without the financial tools, without the financial literacy, without that education aspect of it, uh, I, I feel like there's a tendency to, to hold on to money. And whether that's coming from a place of scarcity and, and of wanting your own security and saying, I can't give to you because then that's absolutely taking away from my bottom line, but not seeing how giving to someone, whether that's financially or, or not, um, but how giving to someone else within your community, especially in such a selfless way, um, how that spreads and, and grows the sense of community and also saying that like, I have your back because at the end of the day, those of us who are our own businesses or who are running businesses or involved with black owned small businesses, at the end of the day, we wanna know that like somebody has our back and who better to have our back than someone else in our community who perhaps has um, shared in the same kind of struggles that we're going through and who also sees the vision with us because I think that that's where a lot of scared money comes into when you're like "Ooh, this sounds like a good idea maybe I do want to support this but I I'm not sure if I see the long term of this and I think we have to we have to start seeing more long term both for ourselves and how we as as a community can 
progress. We need to collaborate. Like there needs to be more collaboration within the community as well. I feel like that is a huge issue and a huge problem. Like a lot of people have similar ideas and they have similar things that they that they see other people are, are doing or there's other people that are like, oh, well, I want to do this too. But there's so many like siloed situations, but nobody's coming together to really bring that thing about and like grow it out, which like when I started Black Creatives, I never wanted it to be just me. I never wanted it to be just like me running the page, me running like whatever I'm doing at events and like sharing different things that are happening in San Diego within like the creative community. I met other people that kind of had a similar thing in mind. I'm just like, okay, cool, let's form a collective. And then we brought together Black Creatives HQ and we started doing classes and we started like reaching out to other people and bringing other people together and started just all of that stuff. Like I feel like more people need to do that. Yeah. And I feel like that would be help, very helpful within the black community. Cause a lot of us are like, no, I got this thing. I don't want to share it. I can do it myself. Like, no, you need a team. You need a community, you need a committee. And more of that needs to happen for sure. In my, and I've literally, my, um, one of my masters is in commerce and economic development, and I did my thesis on collaborative economics and power in it. So the problem within the community that it lies is that we don't, we do not collaborate because I believe the millennial generation, and this is, you're on a laugh at this analogy, it's like cornrows, right? We're this generation that's at that length where it's not good, but it's not short, but it's not long enough, and it's kind of awkward still, you know, you like, Oh man, you gotta like put the beanie on. You know that everyone knows that. We remember high school where it's like, whoo, this is going there. And the reason why, because we're at this generation where the generation previously, they fought for things, they created. If there was something not there, they created it. But we were a generation, the first part was kind of on still on on the on the on the cling of that. Like, you know, hey, you know, you've done this for me, so I can piggyback off your greatness, you know. So those get into the organization, they do all these things. Then we have the other part of the millennial generation that are kind of like, hey, you know, there's um, gay marriage, you know, there's there's trans rights, there's technology, so we've made it. And then there's where we have a disconnect within the community because you millennials are separating the two where it's like we're still for the fight and others are like inclusive, you know, and then you have this next generation that has all the benefits of both previous generations. So they don't have the same type of fight. So it's hard because we have three generations disconnected based off of several factors. You know what I mean? So it's hard because we already come from a community that was um, dissociated at different times, geographically, socioeconomically, politically, ideologically, you know what I mean? And so then we come to 2020 and it's just like, how do we collaborate? We need a further conversation on what does the new black face of America looks like? You know, what does that look like and it's hard because some of your ideologies may offend somebody because you'll meet some new generations that are like hey i'm Belation. you know you have those but that is a then others feel that's an attack on blackness so it's hard to say how can we collaborate where we first have to understand we have to get to a place where we can agree to disagree because we're cancel culture you know what i mean so we'll cancel you real fast real fast let you let let of you know you say something something gets tweeted, boop, page is gone, everything business is down. Black Twitter is powerful, but not in the same sense of the power is like it's it's Thanos snapping you done. 
Black Twitter, you give all infinity stones and snap, everything is gone. But that's what we do. We, we, we're good for canceling. We're good for breaking each other down. And so before we can even collaborate and galvanize ourselves, we have to learn from a more of a social culture standpoint. What does new Black America look like for all of us? You know, from the beach bum, from the one who, you know, feels more like, what does that look That's a whole different conversation. I'm going there today. But that's one of those things where it's going to take a minute, you know, and how do we get there? And what you're saying is uh, very important because Black folk are not a monolith, you know, and sometimes there's always this respect that Black people need to do this from Black people. Black people need to do this. Black people need to say this. Black, and it's like, wait, hold on though. I'm a complex human being who has ideas and opinions that aren't based off of how you relate to your history and your family structure as well. And so even in the way that we say, uh, what is this new Black face? We do need to be individual enough to go to each black person and say, what is this new new for you? Because I think a big problem historically for black people is that, you know, just to do two extremes, it's like black men looking at black women this way and black women looking at black men this way. How often do we say black men, black women, this is problematic because we make this whole thing general when it was never meant to be there. And that's a part of the disease breaking us apart and not sustaining community because we're trying to get away from each other because we're not allowing each other to be. I think y'all both. I think y'all both just said. I think y'all both just said what it is, though, but in different ways. Um, to Michael's point about agree, uh, being okay with agreeing to disagree, that is so much because then I want to go to your point, Jamal. Of there is no one black face. It that that concept of one leader to lead all blacks. It's outdated. That's, that's not a concept that's going to work for us moving into the future because there's too many black people with too many freaking ideas. See what I'm saying? But it's being comfortable with having maybe three black faces, maybe six black faces, but being comfortable with the fact that all six don't have to necessarily agree on everything except for things that have to do with my life. Like, like you know, what I mean, you don't get to judge. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You don't get you don't get to have a, an opinion on whether my life is important. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to agreeing about, like, you know, we're talking about community, we're talking about businesses, and sometimes. Maybe you need to get with your community within the black community where we're fastest, man. So there's fastest that can build with each other and get strong and still represent, even if person over here, my, my most conservative friend over here, whose feelings are valid, may not go along with my most liberal guy over here, whose feelings are also valid in the term of community. I just love that thought of being okay with agreeing to disagree without any violence attached to it, you know? or our blackness being attached to it as well, like what yeah. we disagree on. <laughs> yes. Mr. Bats liked that one. He liked that one a lot. Um, yeah, I, I, everything that everyone said, ooh, I got chills over here, y'all. Y'all are, yeah, that's, that's real. And I think, yes, education should certainly be top on the list. Um, I'll add to that and then transition over. Um, but I do think that we can, we should also like, like you are saying, Mr. Bass, like, you know, that should also include discernment 
um, while we're, while we're getting our education, while we're, you know, while we're, we're checking what others intentions are, but we also can check our own intentions, you know, and figure out, am I indeed, why am I supporting, you know, these, these particular businesses? Um, and could I be here for the I just want to tie back because I, I wrote this down. Y'all know every time we're recording, I'm writing down all the gems that people say. Um, but one thing, because it, it really resonated with me was, um, Martin said, what's the black this? And you fill in the blank for what that this is for you. And then to me, it, it really just came full circle as I was listening to you all speak, because we're talking about the, the, the most, the multifaceted black experience and how there's no one black face. Um, and what's, what's the black, this is how I oftentimes end up, um, replacing a previous product, service, experience, or activity or something with the Black-owned version. And I feel like when we when we lead our searches with that intention, um, not to say that that's the way to do it, but I'll, I'll speak for myself. When my searches are led with that intention, I find, I do find the Black-owned product, activity, experience, service, that fits me um so I just wanted to say that because I I feel like as you all are saying there's no there's no one size fits all there's no one black owned thing or or entity that fits all um and so when we find the things that fit our our isms or, or our wants and our personal desires, uh, then we're also expanding on what that black support looks like across the field. So. I like that. And yeah, we actually, when you said that, I thought about the times where I have definitely DM folks or said something in the comments and basically was like, y'all black. So my question is a little different. Like, <laughs> that's my question. Y'all black? Who, who? <laughs> <laughs> my question is different the audience can't hear it because everybody on mute but they laughing they laughing it's funny it's funny <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you for that sound bite thank you thank you um <laughs> but yes um so that's actually a great way to transition to the deuce and the don'ts when we talk about supporting black business overall y'all so not just individual black businesses not just one industry right and we talk about the big picture overall and, and, and supporting our communities. Let's go through our do's and our don'ts. So Michael Ortiz from Black SD Magazine, if you guys have some do's and some don'ts, especially being in a space where you are supporting Black businesses, um, give us a, a short list of what those What are I will say is do your research. Do your research. Um, don't just assume, because you know how like there's so many lists and things that people have put out, don't assume that all those people on that list are black. Look at them yourself because there's a lot of people that just be sharing stuff because they seem about somebody else share it and it'd be wrong. <laughs> and the people be upset with you <laughs> later talking about these people are black. What do you mean? So definitely do your research and don't believe the hype. Yeah. I'll say that. Ooh, say more about don't believe the hype. Wait, wait, wait. Can I just say that one thing just to laugh about, man, did y'all hear about the Black Lives Matter situation that happened with where 
um, these people wanted to donate to Black Lives Matter movement, but this guy bought the bought the a freaking name of Black Lives Matter, um, another version of it. And a lot of people were donating to the wrong thing. This guy no. made mad money, mad money because the people didn't do their research to see that they were given to the right skin, skin folk. So that's that, that is real. I just, that that is some real shit right there. That's exactly. Yeah. Um, I would say do it for the long haul and not for the short term because you actually do someone a disservice. Because if we that's help people get a spike because of this hype, that doesn't do anything for you. Because if you're not going to be a repeat customer, you're better off sending a long term customer to somebody instead of you going out because these businesses have an emotional tie to it. So make sure you really want to go support. Don't just one off it. We have to make sure that you want to do it. Honestly, if you don't want to go support, don't do it then. But don't, don't, don't do it just because you feel this inclination. Do it because you really want to, you want to try the product. You want to go further with them. You want to go on that journey with them. You go on the journey with Taco Bell down the street. You go on the journey with the Del Taco Bayou. You always go to that journey. You know how we have them spots at the end of the night when after the club, you know what spots you're going to. Treat black businesses like you're going to your favorite spots. They have to be, it has to be a cognizant thing. If it's one off, you did them wrong because the thing is they're going to have a good month of sales. They start to, you know, expand their business. They start to have a false qualifier and think they should grow when they actually shouldn't. So that's where my do and don't is. And that's what I meant about the hype. <laughs> that like don't just do a one-off situation and be like oh yeah well i supported so and so how how many times oh the one time that's not helping anybody that's not helping anybody grow it's not helping anybody expand so that's what i mean about the hype that part that's that's totally real that i i was just doing research um earlier over the weekend and they were talking about the influx of, of support and these businesses get excited and then they, they, you know, get all this inventory or prepare for another, you know, another set of, I think a, a high number of black, small black businesses got like their first 10 grand during, um, in between April and July, um, the first 10 grand they've, they've seen like all year or since they started. Um, so they were preparing for more and then the hype died down, you know, so they, you know, the consistency wasn't there. So I love that. That's one of my, that's one of my, my don'ts too, is, 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 um, let's not, not be consistent. Let's be consistent in supporting these businesses. Um, and then also like, let, let's support the, let the do be that like supporting the overall cause has no conditions. That means if something didn't work out with the business here, um, for whatever reason, you know, products were bad, they didn't come through or anything like that. Like, okay, then let's see what the next black business who has this same product has for us. And let's see if we can be consistent there. Um, Cause we, I, my intentions are to focus on the overall cause of supporting our communities um, and not if anything happens, that I wasn't happy with saying, oh, well, this is why I don't support black folks. 
I see that the most y'all and it is heartbreaking and I will take I got time for people like that I'll tell y'all this because we don't do the same thing for example for with Taco Bell you know if Taco Bell run out of cheese we're gonna go to the next location West Coast folks we're gonna go to Del Taco and get our taco let, let, let me say it, one thing know? before you do this before you keep going and it's a big thing because okay. we we will let other we will call it cultural when other races do you go to a Chinese place and they'll say, oh, you know, it's just cultural. That's them. You go to a Jamaican spot and you try to get extra gravy for your oxtails and they will not give you extra gravy for your oxtails. And we call it cultural. You know, the thing is, we don't know. It could actually be rude to us, but we call it cultural instead of understanding that, you know what? For us, it's a cultural thing. We need to train them. So that's why I want to stop it because we always make it a cultural thing as if that's just ingrained in us to be unprofessional. Who the heck just wakes yeah. up unprofessional? No one just wakes up unprofessional. No one just, there's no DNA in there. There's no chromosome that has a, a black unprofessional mark that's, you know, related to 24 and me, 23 and me in um, West Africa or something. You know what I mean? So that's why we have to make sure we don't just always give other cultures the benefit of the doubt and not our own. That's all I have to say. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> Say that, King. You no, made me think of a, a, a don't when you were talking, though, Brittany, about um, how we often go out of our ways to um, be negative um, towards our own. And like we have, more, like you just said, we have one bad experience, and next thing you know, that's why I'm nothing. I think we should have that, that, that should be on the don'ts of don't go out of your way to throw our own people under the bus. You can have a bad experience and have your bad experience, but like you said, if you're not going to hop on, you know, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter and talk about Walmart and McDonald's or whatever people that you had a bad experience with when it's a corporation or when it's in a white folk, you don't need to necessarily go out of your way. Like you said, if the, if the Jamaican people ain't giving you no extra gravy, you know, so like I think that, that's, a, that's a good addition <laughs> to, the, to the don'ts list. Don't go out your way to throw us under the bus. Also, a do, um, do support your friends. If no one else, if no one else support your friends, because you'll be, you, you think that's just like for granted, but it's not. Some people really don't want to spend their money with their friends. And something as fundamental as that should just become like nothing. It should be just easy. Like, but it's, I think it's still, it's, it should still be said. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's that's major. And there's plenty of ways we can support our friends and others for free as well. Um, so thank you for, for calling that out. And that goes back to my thought about, you know, looking to your left and your right. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking for a business to support, you have friends who are getting their businesses off the ground. You have friends who have products. You have friends who are looking to grow. Right. And so look to your left and your right. I think that's that's an important do because that's also how you're going to learn if you're trying to cope in your own business too. looking to your left and your right to your friends who have their businesses. Doing your research is very important because I think doing your research is where you're going to find that company and that brand that you want to stick with. Right. And so hear what your friend says. Go on that site. Look at the reviews <laughs> and, you know, do your research on the product. Do hold each other accountable just because we are black does not mean it should take me 45 minutes to get the crab cake that I ordered from this food truck. It does not mean that I have to be sitting out here for hours 
waiting for my food. It does not mean that, you know, it doesn't mean be disrespectful, but it does mean that just that one conversation with that business owner who's coming up saying, hey, I really love this food. I did wait for a very, very long time. And I saw people jump in front of the line and I saw you all chilling. And I saw the conversation in the back of the truck and I do love your stuff and I want you all to win. And so I think that it is so important specific. to- That sounds like a personal yeah, story. Yeah, I know, right? I know, right? It's a, it's, a real pers- it's a real personal story. This is me all day. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm good at accountability, but I think that a lot of people are so used to not being held accountable. And I think that we need to learn in helping each other grow. We got to learn how to have these hard conversations when things aren't working out. You know, I think that's an important for longevity. I think that's important for community. We got to speak up for each other and with each other in order for us to sustain. So do all those things. And uh, I don't have any don'ts. I just have a whole bunch of do's. I got a don't. (laughs) (laughs) I got a don't. And then I'm going to swing it back to my two-part do's, which also connects to what you all were just saying. (laughs) So my don't, because this, I feel like we're, we're in such a time where, and especially with the pandemic, when you want something, you want it quick, you go to Amazon, you look for the cheapest thing that'll get to you the fastest. Don't always look for a discount or, you know, just cause you're like, I'm supporting you, you know, my skipo, skipo, like, can I get that 20% off? Which is kind of actually quite a chunk, one fifth off of your purchase. That That's a damn good deal. Don't just go out looking for the cheapest option. Like y'all are saying, do your research, find out what's gonna fit you, fit your lifestyle and, and something that you really believe in to support. And if it costs a little extra, then, you know, if you have it, go ahead, pay for it, support. Um, my do, the first part is, when it's especially when it's a person-to-person service, be real about the feedback. Like y'all are saying, hold the person accountable, whether it's your friend or not. You as a business, you should be able to take constructive criticism. And hopefully the people who are giving it to you really have your best interest in heart and want to see you prosper and grow. So take that in, you know, however you want to filter it in and turn that back into something that can do better for your your business or your your product. Um, and also, if you are really fucking with somebody's service, product, or just their their whole vibe, and maybe it's, it's something that's not even for you, but you want to support them and you really dig them, shout that to the mountaintop or from the mountaintops, my bad. <laughs> shout it to them and from them, wherever you are, just shout it out. Like, leave a review. Our word of mouth is so, so heavy these days. We have social, we have so many platforms and outlets, whether that's, you know, texting, communicating with your friends, when you're sharing something with your family, when you're on your Instagram, when you're Facebook, you know, you use your words and your platform to, to share the things that you like and love and, and want to support and want other people to support. Because I can't tell you how many times I've seen somebody or somebody has message me about a recommendation for a product and you get damn sure for the next half an hour because you recommended it exactly exactly you put your word on that and so now i'm on a black hole down their website trying to figure out what i'm about to order so i like that that's the mirror of when i'm saying don't go out your way to be negative you're saying yeah but go out your way when it's good absolutely absolutely I, I do want to do one don't that I want to throw in there as well is don't, and this is going to make some people mad and shocked, but like, hey, don't only do it for the money. 
if you want something to sustain, I'm speaking from an actor with the business of myself, money is not always pouring in my pocket, but you have to have a purpose behind whatever you are doing to sustain because your purpose is going to put you on intention is going to make your business very specific and it will grow eventually because you just can't let it go if money is your interest into anything money is very inconsistent as we see with this pandemic money can go away your purpose never goes away if your business is made and created on purpose, it will flourish eventually and will always be because you are being in it. Pastor, preach, pastor, pastor. Gospel music I, I know we gotta wrap Go up. Ahead. I just want to throw in one more do. I just want to throw one last one. I just want to say this. Can we normalize presenting black business people, black business men and women for the kids as heroes? Oh, absolutely. Representation matters. Where you don't see yourself, it, it's hard to imagine yourself there. Yes, I, I love that. Let's definitely do that. And our part in doing that is going to be giving five on the black hand side. <laughs> I fucking love saying that, y'all. Boop, boop. It is it's my favorite. favorite. It's mostly my favorite because somebody actually understood what I meant when I <laughs> shared what I shared. But um, I want to take this time <laughs> for the audience who does not know what we are talking about. So we want to give quotes, kudos to folks. Um, and when we do that, you know, that comes with a, a high five. And in some black communities, we give a high five on a black hand. Sad. And we're going to do that today on Living Millennial Podcast. And I just want to give a shout out and give kudos to the businesses that, that have connected with us, that have supported us, and we've had the privilege to support them as well. So that's Jessica from Medicated Minds, Infused Foods, y'all, Infused Foods right here in San Diego. That is Bria from Just Bree Free. She's a wonderful Black yogi, Black SD Magazine, of course, Mr. Michael. Cox and Tiff on the mic, um, Black Creatives San Diego uh, headquarters, actually, right? Black Creatives San Diego headquarters. That's the new name all across the board. Yes, yes. So thank y'all for y'all's collaborations and y'all's support as well. And then, of course, the Breaks Media um, involved with the King of Content, Cordero. Um, he's amazing. He's been getting us um, really up to speed with um, a lot of things, podcasts and technology. So I want to give each one of them a high five on the black hand side for doing just what we've been talking about here. And that is supporting black creatives, supporting black businesses, supporting small businesses with no conditions, with true intentions. And it's all appreciated, y'all. Thank you our guests for joining us today. Everybody had so many things with such value to say. This is Living Millennial Podcast. We are living millennial. Oh, ba, 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 ba. All right, friends, that's our show. Tune in next time. Hey, more to come. More, more, more to come. Be sure to subscribe to our show, follow us on IG, and tell us what you think.